0: Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 273 of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we're gonna be reviewing a tough spot that I played on Poker Snowy. Poker Snowy is an artificial intelligence poker program that will teach you to play a good, fundamentally sound strategy. If you want to test yourself against Poker Snowy, head over right now to JonathanLittlePoker.com slash PokerSnowy and give it a try. You will find that it is a great way to improve your skills, especially if you don't get to play poker all day every day. I'm here at home with my family, so it makes a whole lot of sense to find other ways to get good experience against tough opponents, and that's exactly what Poker Snowy offers. Also, it'll analyze your hands, it'll allow you to delve deep into specific scenarios, and you can learn a ton. So, speaking of learning a ton, today, it folds to us in the small blind, and this is a scenario where I'm certainly not the best, and I don't think anyone is. I'm not sure anyone knows the optimal strategy, 40 big blinds deep from the small blind. And if they do, it's really hard to implement, as we are about to see. But let's take a look at what Poker Snowy says about this spot. So it folds to me in the small blind. I have 10 9 of hearts, which is a clearly great hand. And I decided to limp. Now, Poker Snowy allows you to click right here and get preflop range advice. And you see that it's using the strategy of limping or raising with all of these hands in yellow. Okay? So, uh, a pretty polarized raising strategy, right? So, as you see, 10-9 of hearts gets called some portion of the time. Um, But that's what's happening. So, how do you implement this in-game? Well, it's tough. You have to practice, but the gist of it is is that you should be raising the hands in green pretty much all the time, and you should be limping the hands in yellow some portion of the time, right? So that's what we would do in this situation. So this time I did decide to limp, and now the opponent min raises, and then this is where I made my first mistake in this hand. We actually made two. I decided to call, but Poker Snowy likes to raise. And the advice here is that, while calling is definitely better than folding, this is the perfect hand to bluff raise. In case your opponent calls, we still flop. A fl- we can still flop a, a draw, right? And I guess my problem with this is if I raise to, let's say, 800 and my opponent then shoves, that is awful because I clearly have plenty of equity. Maybe um, the way Poker Snowy's developed its strategy against itself is that if I raise here, I must be very polarized, and maybe this is one of the worst hands in my range. Let's see what uh, preflop advice it gives me now. As you see, it suggests just raising with a straight linear range, right? And against a straight linear range, just all the best hands and, you know, a few, a few sporadic bluffs. Um, maybe it just can't jam all in very often at all, which allows me to bluff hands like this because um, if the opponent decides to shove all in, notice I just have all the best hands that can, can easily call. So if this is my exact strategy, then sure, I, I can get behind raising 10-9 suited. Notice, though, 10-9 suited, 9-8 suited are the kind of the worst suited hands it's going with. So that's, um, that's interesting, right? Anyway, I called. Flop comes queen, jack, four. I'm going to check this every time. Opponent bets 250, and I decided to call. Now, let's take a look at range advice here. You're going to see that it's folding the complete misses. It's raising very rarely, but when it is raising, it's raising with one pair, which are, what's this board? Board is queen, Jack four, so it's raising the four. The king four is the bluff, and then a few sporadic bluffs, which seems a little bit interesting to me. Seems seems pretty pretty exploitable. Um, I, I would think that we need to we would need to add in um, some combinations of nut hands here, but this it seems not to. But it also has a whole lot of calling. Um, I'm not exactly sure why it's doing this. Oh, you know what? If we use various uh, different bet sizes, that will change our action a lot. Like right here, you see, if we are using different bet sizes, like say we pot it, if we could either pot it or call, it's literally never raising. If we could raise half pot, we see it's raising now sometimes with, again, same or that's what we just looked at, I think. I don't know, roughly same strategy. So anyway, that's interesting. I decided to call here mainly because, in my mind, this board... Queen-Jack-4, should nail the opponent very, very hard. So if this board nails the opponent very hard, I don't want to do a whole lot of raising, which is why you saw the program calling, like, literally 95% of the range or whatever, right? So because of that, I, I like the play of just calling. Whenever you are considering raising, you typically do want to be raising your worst... Well, you want to be raising your draws to some extent, whether the good ones or the bad ones depends on the exact scenario. But the draws that are going to be tough to play very often are good raising candidates. However... If the board just really nails your opponent's range, you really just don't get to raise all that much. And I presume when the opponent min-raises pre-flop, they just have a lot of good hands. we we'll would actually go back and see what the opponent was raising with pre-flop, by the way. If we click on um, if we click on pre-flop advice, you see this is what the opponent's doing for a min-raise, which seems a little bit optimistic to me. I am not sure why it would min-raise with these junky hands. Again, I'm certainly not an expert in blind versus blind scenarios. It's probably just raising because it knows it's going to win more than its fair share of pots from in position, right? You typically overrealize your equity in position and you don't mind making the pot bigger. And when you min-raise, if you get re-raised, you can then call with a lot of the hands that flop well. So that does make some sense. Um, I would just always be rather cautious raising small frequently because I would expect to get played back at a lot, but maybe that just does not happen. So anyway, I called the flop. A check called turns a, a three of diamonds. And I was actually considering leading here. I didn't, but I would consider lead. Let's see if this, if we ever do lead. As we see, we do lead every once in a while, mostly with one pair and uh, high cards. Board is Queen Jack 4 3. Queen Jack 4 3. So notice here, actually, the 10 um, 9 does bet some portion of the time, which is kind of interesting. 10 9 with a diamond interestingly enough, and King-10 with a diamond. So that's cool. And then some random, uh, some random hands for protection. But as you see, again, just the vast majority of checking. Um, but that is kind of cool to think that we, we actually should check. Um, we should lead on this board sometimes with some 10-9s. And that's just because you want to be leading when the board is pretty good for your range. And obviously, I have a lot of flushes here that would like to lead. However, notice the program didn't lead with the flushes. So it was leading only for protection purposes, which is interesting, too. Um, So anyway, I check, opponent bet's 500, and now I decided to just fold. And I realize that's a little bit nitty, but in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, how do we proceed on the river when we miss? Well, are we just check folding every time? That seems pretty rough. Are we going to lead the river a lot? And that seems pretty rough too. So I think we're going to just have a really tough time playing in this spot. If the opponent bet bigger on the turn, I would definitely fold. But notice here, if we click range advice, it actually suggests raising some portion of the time with flushes and 109. right? You see 10 nines actually get raised some portion of the time. 10 nines and 10 go for a raise along with some flushes. So that's cool. Um, calling hands, though also include the 10 nine of hearts. Actually, I don't have 10-9 hearts in my range anymore, do I? I probably should not have this hand. If I did have 10-9, though, as you see, they also call 10-9 some portion of the time. I like to just fold, though. And I think folding, as you see, is folding the gut shots, clearly. It's really not folding a whole lot besides bottom pair here. And that's just because it's facing such a small bet, right? I mean, I know half pot doesn't seem so small, but it actually isn't a huge bet. And... This feels dicey. I think if I was playing this in-game today, I would either call or raise. But again, given the opponent's stack size, what do we raise to? Like 1,300? Notice it wanted to raise to pot, which means we'd call the 500, and then we'd raise 2,000 on top. So 2,500 would be putting in. we basically be putting the opponent all in. It's pretty rough, right? Um, so yeah, this is a weird scenario. This is a dicey hand. I'm not exactly sure what the right plays are, but... Poker Snowy would have played this hand very differently than I did, and that is good to know. It's always good to look at the way other people and other programs play hands because that'll help you learn to think outside the box, right? And I think what happens to a lot of poker players is they get really in their heads and they do the same thing every single time in every single spot. And if you do that, you're going to find that you have a difficult time progressing and growing as a poker player, especially when you're just getting started. You want to be experimenting a lot and figuring out what works against your particular opponents and what does not. And I'm very sure what Poker Snowy is doing here works very well against itself, but it may or may not work so good against a Calling Station or a Maniac or a Super Net, right? You always have to ask, how does my particular opponent play and how do I go about exploiting them? And um, even going back to the very very first preflop action between limp or Raise, It depends a lot on how your opponent approaches the game. If they're going to call your raise every single time, you don't really want that. If they're going to fold every single time, you might as well raise and get the free money. So don't think that whenever you do use programs like this, that you must rigidly follow them in every single spot for the rest of your life because at the end of the day, you make the most money by maximally exploiting your opponents. However, it is very important that you develop a strong fundamentally sound strategy that you can fall back on when you don't know what your opponents are doing, which often will be the case whenever you first show up at the table or when you are playing against really, really good opponents, which you will, especially if you rise up in stakes. So if you want to test yourself against Poker Snowy like I am doing here, and if you want to learn from it, head over right now to jonathanlittlepoker.com slash pokersnowy and sign up. Good luck in your games, have fun, and I'll talk to you next time.